Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Janet. How are you? Good. And we are blessed. Oh, we thank the Lord for this great evening that we are here in his presence and listening at his voice. May we just have ourselves as we start this session. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, we thank you, bless you, honor you, we magnify you. We lift you on high and exalt you above all other names under heaven. We thank you so much for your love, mercy, care, and protection. We thank you for the gift of life and gift of good health. We thank you, God, that we are walking and we are able to be what we are today. We thank you so much, King of Glory, your kindness, for your peace that you give to us in the world, but you give it to us as your children. We trust in you, Master. We worship you and honor you. We adore you and magnify you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we pray that, Lord, you be with us, you keep us, you watch over us, and you sustain us. As we go through your word, Lord, we ask you that make us doers of your word and not hearers only, so that your name is glorified in our lives. Bless and minister to our spirit and soul this evening. We thank you, we praise you. We ask the Holy Spirit to take over. We take charge and control over the environment, over the network that is not settling, that, oh, Father, may your peace reign over the network and everything goes on well for the glory of your name. We thank you, we bless you, we honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So this evening, we are discussing the topic, the power of walking with God. The power of walking with God. And our text for today is Joshua chapter 6, from verse 1 to 21. And the heading is the destruction of Jericho. The reading goes, now Jericho was securely shut, shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho into your hands. It is its kings and the majesty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of, men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's, of ram's horn before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with great shout, then he shall then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant and let the seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord. 
And he said to the people, proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horn before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets and the ark of the Lord, the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guards came after the ark. While the priests continued blowing the trumpets, now Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout, then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circled the, circled the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Then seven priests bearing seven trumpets of rams on before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rare guards came after the ark of the Lord. While the priests continued blowing the trumpet, and the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawn of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priest blew the trumpet that Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction. And, and, and it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all who are with her in the house because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you, by all means, obtain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things, and make the camp of the Israel accursed, and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him and they took the city and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkeys with the edge of the sword. There is ends our reading. Now, the power of walking with the word of God, according to what we have read in this text, when the Lord gave orders to Joshua to go and march around Jericho and made sure that they obeyed the Lord and did what the Lord asked them to do. The power of walking with God means doing his will and accomplishing 
his will on earth, doing his will and accomplishing it on earth. The will of God is that we live by knowing him and walking with him and offering our life to him and serve him in his temple, serve him wherever we are to glorify his name. The power of walking with the Lord means consistently drawing near to him, drawing near to God through prayer, fasting, and reading his word. This word, as we read, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us read it with understanding, not just reading. There are many times when we go to pray and we don't even pray because our walk with God, when it is not proper, then we cannot talk to God and hears and listens and understands us. So as for this, for us, the power of walking with God means consistently drawing near to God as he draws near to us through prayer, through fasting, through reading his word and reading it with understanding, not like the story or any other book you just read for the sake of making you happy. The power of walking with the Lord means making disciples of all nations as we are promised in Matthew 28, reading the word of God and taking it to others and sharing it with others and calling them to salvation and making them know who the Lord is and walking in his ways. And then we tell others and make them disciples of Jesus Christ, who will in return also go out and preach the word and make disciples in all nations. And in the end, as the word tells us that we have to preach this gospel to the uttermost part of the world. And when we have preached, then the end will come. Praise the Lord. So in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 to 21, there are lessons that we learn on the journey that Joshua took. The obedience of Joshua has listened and acted at what the Lord instructed him to do. He told him to go and march through the around the city of Jericho. He marched seven days in a week, and on the seventh day, he was to do it seven times. Some of the lessons we learn in walking, in the power of walking with the Lord, according to Joshua 6, is putting faith into action. Putting our faith into action. That is one thing that I have learned clearly from this scripture of Joshua putting my faith into action. When the Lord told him to walk, many of us today, I strongly believe when we are told to walk, we may just run away. We may say, have we heard well? Was that the voice of God who spoke to me anyway? And we end up nowhere because of fear many times, because of lack of knowledge. We don't want to understand. We don't want to go all the way with the word of God and follow the steps of Jesus Christ and walk in his direction and glorify his name. So in when the Lord speaks, spoke to Joshua, Joshua put his faith into action by getting up, arranging the soldiers, arranging the armed men, the priests, the rear guide and everyone, and set them to move. And they began to walk around the wall of Jericho. One day, two days, the sixth day, the seventh day, they were told to march around it seven times. And when they did it, they were putting their faith into action to see to it that their faith can work. 
Because the word of God tells us that faith without action is dead. Many of us in our times, in our days, we say we have faith. I have faith this will happen. I have faith this will go on. I have faith. But in a real sense, our faith is not in action. It is by word of mouth. And here the Lord is commanding us to put our faith into action. The next lesson I learned from this portion is obedience to God. Obedience to God. Joshua simply obeyed God as he spoke to him. He didn't ask questions. He didn't go around finding out whether what he has had is, can easily be done or is it possible. He did not bother to do that. He went ahead and obeyed God and took God at his word and acted. And this yielded so much. When we become obedient to God, when we obey him, we yield a lot of fruit that gives the name of the Lord glory and honor. So Joshua simply obeyed the Lord and his obedience yielded a lot that caused the wall of Jericho to collapse and fall down and they looted and they destroyed everything as the Lord commanded them and the city eventually belonged to them. So obedience is more than sacrifice. The next lesson I learned from this portion is taking God at his word is the way to go. Taking God at his word, not doubting him. When the Lord says, I'm the Lord who heals your diseases, he is God who heals our diseases. But many times fear and doubt creeps into our minds and hinders us from listening, from obeying from taking God at his word, we begin to think, maybe if I go to the hospital, it will be better. Maybe if I do this, it will be better. Maybe if I act like this, it will be better. And then eventually at the end, nothing takes place and we fail. So we have to learn to take God at his word, just as Joshua did, the servant of God, simply took God at his word and walked with him and did what God commanded him to do. And eventually, the result was seen clearly that the wall of Jericho crumbled and fell. The next thing I learned from this portion is serving God needs foolish people who just take him at his word. Because people who are wise, people who think they are learned, people who think they know a lot, eventually they end up using the book knowledge or the head knowledge and eventually they don't bring forth any fruit you see a person shouting making noise but nothing comes out no result in their service to god but this foolish man takes god simply as he is when god said go do this you take you just become foolish and do what god wants you to do when we read in in Corinthians, where to say the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of man. So when you become foolish before God, just take him as he has spoken his word plainly as it is. Put it into action. React to it. You see a great work done. But someone who thinks he knows, actually he doesn't know. The next thing is walking through the wall of Jericho seven times looks like nonsense to the wise men. Today you come even in the house of God and you get people who have studied, the wise men who think they have studied, they know it all. 
Their work is to cause confusion in the house of the Lord. You don't see fruit of their work. Sometimes they see people do certain things and they look at it as nonsense. I was challenged recently. I was seated somewhere and a gentleman came and two gentlemen came and sat near me and they began to discuss something about one man of God at church. And they said, we don't want this man around us. He's spoiling our church. He's turning our church into Pentecostalism. I almost asked them, do you understand what Pentecost, what Pentecost means? Praise the Lord. This is how we have turned the work of God into something else, into something useless that can no longer work in our time and in our season. And another lesson I learned is a true leader is first a servant. A true leader is first a servant. Because a leader is supposed to go behind Oh, let me say a shepherd walks behind the sheep, doesn't go ahead and the sheep follows. Because if he goes ahead and the sheep follows, the sheep will branch and go away. And then in the end, the sheep will get lost. But a good shepherd walks behind the sheep so that he sees where, where each sheep is going. If one is branching, he runs there to put it back in the, in the, in the herds of other sheep and they walk together. And he takes care of them faithfully. That is good leadership. A good mentor will always shape you for your destiny. Joshua was mentored by Moses. And this shows the kind of obedience, the kind of faith that Joshua had. Shows that Moses was a good mentor who mentored and shaped Joshua to obedience, to listen, to hear God, to act according to what he hears from the Lord. So when you need mentorship, get a good mentor who knows God, who follows God. Just like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow someone who follow Christ. Don't follow someone who is following book knowledge. Who is following book knowledge? Don't follow them. Follow the one who follows the Lord, who runs after the Lord, who's good, who, whom the goodness of the Lord is running after. Follow that person in the name of Jesus. So this means obeying God even when his instruction don't seem to make sense in your human eye. You just obey him and do what he wants and the things will take place in your life. And you will be a great person in your time, in your days, in your season, in the name of Jesus. There are seven steps to walking with God. One step is walk in the spirit. According to Romans 8, 4, walk in the spirit. Don't walk in the flesh. Flesh will let you down. The arm of flesh will lead, let us down, will fail us, and we totally fail. But when we walk with the Lord, when we walk in the spirit, we reach very far. Romans 8, 4. Romans 8, Verse 4 talks about walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. He commands, when you walk in the spirit, you, you are able to manage the desires of the flesh 
you are able to overcome it in the name of Jesus and walk upright and walk in the right direction and obey God and be what God wants you to be. Say that the righteous, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who, don't, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. When we are led by the Holy Spirit, we actually walk rightly, do the right thing at the right time in the right place. So walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. The arm of flesh will fail you. It will let you down. Knowledge that you think you have acquired will fail you. But if you bow down to the voice of the Holy Spirit, you will make it. The desires of the flesh will not overtake you. It will not overcome you. But you will be a child of God. The next step in walking with God is set your mind on things of the Spirit. Romans 8.5 For those who live according to the flesh, Set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, they obey the things of the spirit. They walk according to the things of the spirit. They walk directly in the move of the spirit. Where the spirit leads them is where they go. But those in the flesh, the arm of flesh will fail you. Flesh lets us down. Flesh failed Peter from walking through the water. He walked, when he saw himself walking, he, when he came to his senses and used the flesh to reason it out, he fell down and it failed there. And that was the end of it. So walk according to the spirit of the living God. Put to death the works of the flesh. Put to death the works of the flesh. Work of the flesh. Put the work of the flesh to death. That is Romans 8, 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The deeds of the body. What does the body want? The body is full of jealousy, envy. The body is full of hate, bitterness. And that cannot reach anywhere, cannot take us anywhere. But when we live in the spirit, when we put to death the works of the flesh, then we live in the spirit and walk according to the spirit. May we, may the Lord Jesus kill this flesh and allow us to live in the spirit. And that will help us to walk in the power of the almighty God. The next one is allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Romans 8. 14, allow the Holy Spirit to lead, to lead you. As For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. When you are led by the Spirit of God, you are the son of God. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Those who are led by the Spirit, those who walk by the Spirit, those who see by the Spirit, those who act by the Spirit, they are the sons of God, the children of the Most High God. They know him, allow him to work in their lives, allow him to lead them and guide them and direct them. And when you allow this happen in your life, you go far, you go deep in the Lord. You begin to know him. You begin to hear his voice. You begin to walk 
with him and things about your life takes another direction, takes another shape, and you're all together a child of God who lives by his word and who is led by the spirit. The next one is knowing the fatherhood of God. Know the fatherhood of God. God is our father. He created us in his own image, in his own likeness, and made us his children. So we have to know that he is our father. He is on our side. He is the one in charge of our life. He is the one that leads and guides us in this journey. And especially in the season we are in, things are getting out of hands. Those who don't walk in the spirit, you are not even going to interpret that Jesus is coming. Even the trumpet will sound and you want to know because you are living in the flesh. The flesh does not hear the voice of God. The flesh does not understand the voice of God. So let's know the fatherhood of God in our life. Let's know that he created us in his likeness. He gave us power and authority to tramp upon serpents, scorpions, and all the powers of the enemy. We are more than conquerors through Christ. Let's know him as our father and trust in him. The next thing is hope in the spirit. Hope in the spirit. That is Romans 8, 22. It said, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangas together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruit of the spirit, even ourselves groans with us, within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption and redemption of our body. We are groaning, waiting for the redemption of our body. We have to discipline our body. We have to have hope in Christ. There are people who live a hopeless life. That is how you find people committing suicide. Today they are Christians. Tomorrow they have committed suicide. Does a Christian commit suicide? A Christian believes in God, trusts in God, stands firm in God, and be what God wants him to be. The next thing, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit, not in the flesh. Pray in the spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in prayer. You realize that many times people begin fasting and they break before the end of the day. Why? Because they are not led to prayer and fasting by the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit leads you to prayer and fasting, he will give you the grace to stand to the end because he's after something in your life. He's helping you to discipline your body so that your body obeys Christ and you walk with Christ and you live in Christ. And you move in Christ for the glory of his name. Brethren, the power of walking with God, the power of walking with God is you become victorious. You become an overcomer in everything you do when you walk with God. You become part of him. God becomes part of you and you become part of him. And you walk with him and you move with him. You, when you go to read the word of God, it becomes so sweet because that is where he speaks to you through his word. When you don't walk in this power, you walk in the flesh. 
You walk in your own power and you fail. You cannot understand his word because the Holy Spirit won't be there to interpret the scriptures to you, to enable you to understand and be a child of God. Walk with God. Do the will of God. Persistently draw near to him and he will draw near to you. In prayer, in fasting, in reading the word, in meditation of the word. Because when he told Joshua that the word, the book of the law should not part from your mouth, from your house. Read it, meditate upon it day and night. Teach it to your children. Write it on your on the on the on your on the on your hand so that you see it all the time. Write it near your eyes where you cannot part from it, where you see it, where you cannot avoid, where you read and meditate and you bring to salvation what the Lord wants you to do. Brethren, walking, the power of walking with God is gaining authority to move as a child of God. When you have authority over anything, you move in power, you move in authority, you move in grace, and it all becomes well with you. As we close, let us learn to possess the power of walking with God. And that is none other than allowing the Holy Spirit to lead, to guide and to take us to the next level. We give God the glory. Brethren, we end here and we ask the Lord to teach us how to walk with him, to give us the power to walk with him. We ask the Lord to direct us where to acquire this power to walk with him, to allow the Holy Spirit lead and guide our journey and take us to our next destination. We thank the Lord because he's able and faithful. God, I pray that you bless each one of us, you protect us, and you encourage us to read your word and to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, for the flesh will let us down and fail us, but the spirit will guide and lead us through the journey of salvation to the end. God, we give you thanks. God, we give you praise. God, we give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you.